0: You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And, uh, well, August, dog days of August in Ann Arbor, always quiet. But uh, that'll be over in two weeks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it'll be like, where did all these people come from? And there's usually, nowadays, the past few years anyway, uh, a football game before classes even
0: start. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't have too much to say about the, the mass shootings. I just don't think Trump has any credibility on this subject.
1: Well, his mealy-mouthed, uh, scripted comments today, it's the classic example of too little, too late. All they have to do is show this his greatest hits from uh these f- quasi fascist rallies he just thrills himself at yeah and i think there's a discernible
0: difference between what happened in el paso and what happened in dayton we'll, well find out more over the next couple of weeks as far days. as
1: motive and uh, you know so-called ideology of shooter but both involve military combat-style weapons.
0: That's the problem. And
1: the comment I want to make right up here at the beginning of the show is, I don't teach high school anymore, but I was teaching high school when Columbine happened. And the terror that American children from K through 12 are forced to endure. You know, school sucks pretty bad anyway, Uh, even if you have teachers you like and there's programs that, you know, provide... Interesting material for you at your school, but you know, for kids, school's a job. Uh, and when you and I were kids, we didn't have this atmosphere of, well, you could get machine gunned at school, Billy. No, yeah, so, um, you know, have a good day. Um, <clears throat> my thoughts about this event over the weekend, even though it didn't involve a school, because it involved combat weapons in public places, in too. public places. If I were still teaching, if there's any high school kids out there listening, you guys have a lot of power at this moment. The Parkland kids really got the thing rolling when that terrible thing happened to them at their school. Now, this, again, wasn't a school, but I would urge all high school students and all teachers to say, if there is not an assault rifle ban by the time back to school shopping is over, there's no school. No assault rifle ban, school strike. and the, the th- That's all there is to it. Just yeah. refuse to go until something is done, because an assault rifle ban is easy
0: to do. Well, and it's been done. Right. Um, you know, what, one of the things that I think has been unfortunate about this presidential campaign so far is that there seems to be a lot of nitpicking at Joe Biden for, the, for his role in the omnibus crime bill. But what people forget about the Omnibus Crime Bill in 94 was that it really had four major components. The assault rifle ban, after-hours programs for tutoring, recreation, midnight basketball. A lot of things were lampooned about it. Then there were the 100,000 cops on the street. Uh, There's pretty substantial evidence that that was never attained uh, and then the fourth major component of the omnibus crime bill uh was um hate crimes <laughs> you know they they expanded the the death penalty and some of the federal crimes uh some crimes that applied to federal law and i think it's quite clear that the texas uh shooting is in that realm um look at look at the Action that New Zealand took a couple months ago. Right. Within days. Yes. It's that easy. It's that, that easy, folks.
1: And so that's why I think high school kids, you guys could do this, you know, refuse to go to school until there's an assault rifle ban.
0: And let's be honest. The assault rifle ban did work. Yes. I mean, I looked up the statistics on gun violence. Um, For the 10 years in which it applied, because it basically applied from 95 to 2005, when it was not renewed, uh, when George Bush was president, and the Republicans controlled Congress, uh, Mitch McConnell is obstructing background checks. Now, background checks, Mm -hmm. I think, are part of the equation. But I would also add there needs to be serious waiting periods. Uh, Another really troubling thing that they've been reporting, is that a lot of these weapons and ammunition aren't even being paid for. They're being put on a credit card. That, yeah. That's how ridiculous the sales are. And this Dayton... Well, when you buy it in Nevada, and then you drive it to the next yeah. state where those are not allowed. And this this weapon used in the Dayton shooting sounds like it was uh, obtained from Texas over the Internet. Now, that stuff is crazy, Um, There should be no interstate transfer of guns permitted Uh, either, uh, you know, by land, if one by land or one by Well, didn't they do that after the Kennedy assassination? They banned, um, you couldn't buy a rifle through mail order. Right. Because allegedly, well, Oswald bought a rifle by mail order uh, using a pseudonym. Mm -hmm. And, of course, this is one of the other problems. Uh, it's time to smoke Mitch McConnell out of his hole. Yeah. Uh, to borrow a weird phrase to George Bush. We're going to smoke them. We're going to smoke them out of their holes. Channeling Bill Murray and Caddyshack. Yeah. First time I laughed during the week of nine eleven, uh listening to that ridiculous comment by Mr. W. Um, and yes, there need to be more Actions like like the Bushes took. We're quitting the NRA. Mm -hmm. Um, The the NRA needs to be emasculated right now. They're on the ropes. And Donald Trump, frankly, is in a very awkward position because he's made so many promises, you're going to take your guns away, that he's not going to do that. And that's what needs to really happen. I think there needs to be comprehensive federal... Gun control, not taking weapons away, but figuring out who owns weapons, why do they want them. It sounds like the Dayton shooter, by the way, was an exceedingly troubled person from long ago. And now we're hearing... Should have been on a don't sell guns to this guy list. should under no circumstances. So this... You know this gun show loophole—that's—that's that's part of the whole uh, problem, probably with the Dayton shooting. Also needs to be looked at. What's going to happen? I don't think anything will happen. Uh, we've seen this happen before. It's a kind of a wash, rinse, repeat. There's a bunch of, oh, it's too early to talk about this now. We don't want to inject politics into it. And then, of course, you have the false uh, other uh, flags that are thrown out there. Uh, Video games. Trump
1: tried to blame video games. Video games. McCarthy
0: did the same thing.
1: I'm not really into video games. I think it's a waste of time, but I have many friends who I love and respect who enjoy them. And the studies are pretty conclusive. Video games do not lead to this sort of thing.
0: No. Um, do they make people antisocial and does it change people's personalities? There's probably an element to that. But to attribute this to video games is is really quite ludicrous. And, of course, the other classic uh, explanation that's thrown out by the GOP is mental illness. And then, of course, it turns out that they're cutting mental illness programs. Left and right. Um you know mental illness is it 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 plays no role in 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 the the shooting in Texas this was a premeditated mm-hmm. act of of white nationalist terror that's what it was yeah. it is almost identical to the synagogue shooting uh in terms of who this guy was he apparently was an adherent of the New Zealand shooter um and his screed or whatever you want to call it Takes language that's right out of Trump's mouth. Right now, now you know, attributing and blaming Trump for the whole thing—no, it—it—it's it, you, you can't do that. But Trump bears some responsibility for the rhetoric and the atmosphere.
1: Yeah, the atmosphere in which refugees are denounced as invaders. Uh, Now, the reason that there are so many refugees from Central and Southern America, as we've talked about many times, is complicated and often has its roots or origins in bad American policy in that region for decades Decades. of Republican uh, support for fascist juntas and military-style governments. That's where that's all coming from, but to refer to refugees, you know the elderly and children as invaders. And then the, the clip that they kept showing over the weekend from a, a recent rally, uh, he was in the panhandle of Florida and he's like, you know, what are you supposed to do when these invaders are coming to the door? Of course we have to build a wall. And somebody from the audience shells, shouts, shouts out, shoot them!" And people laugh and Trump goes, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can say that in and, and the panhandle. He just treats it like a joke. Sure. Instead of saying, well, maybe I've, Got to tone it down a little bit here. It's just a joke to him.
0: As does the owner of the 8-chain website. Uh, what do we discover? It's not even based in America. It's, it's in the Philippines being run by a retired Army clown who bought it uh, several years ago. And he's quoted in today's New York Times, and I don't have the doggone clip with me. But he's quoted in today's New York Times as saying, well, we don't make any money but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and you're kind of like, wow, fun? This is bizarre. And, and, and this riling people up is, uh, I mean, it's openly being discussed as, as a campaign strategy for Trump getting right. reelected. I mean, he doesn't have any credibility making the statement he made today. The statement he made today is fine. It wasn't written by him. He it, it had no authenticity. I mean, he sounded like he was reading from a teleprompter. Something that he didn't want to read. There's no excitement there. I mean,
1: if he'd said something like that at Charlottesville, it might have made a difference.
0: And then he's got a litany of problems. I mean, look at the just the end of last week. He gets a gift. Jay Powell, Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Fed organizes a a, a minuscule rate cut that Trump's been ranting and raving about. What does he do? He threatens to, you know, slap $300 billion more worth of tariffs on China against the advice of his own advisers, with the exception of Peter Navarro. And rest assured that with Trump's uh, other, other, you know, the word other, The Chinese are lumped in with Muslims and people from Central America. You know, go back to your home districts and take care of your problems. Attack Elijah Cummings. This has been going on for a month. And in response, and of course, Kim Jong-un, he not only celebrated the Mueller report by shooting off some missiles into the Sea of Japan, he seems to have celebrated the Federal Reserve rate cut. By shooting off some more missiles into the sea of Japan. What does Trump do? He writes him a friendly letter. Your country has great potential. Come back to the negotiating table. Shane, Shane, come back. (laughs) I thought you were my best friend. (laughs) And he still
1: thinks probably that they are close pals. And
0: and, and, As if
1: that were uh, relevant at all.
0: Yeah, and, and this, this tariff uh, war that he keeps fighting is a disaster. Stock market's uh, not doing too good today. No, and it's gone, it, you know, it's it, the S&P's gone down six straight sessions. Um, There's a real concern out there about a global slowdown for a variety of reasons. Let's remember that Donald Trump is not this great businessman that uh, some of his supporters claim he is. His problem is he never understood the concept of sales. Um, yeah, he's a salesman. He's a con man. He's a BSer. He's a carny barker. And he's he, not a businessman. He can, you know, generate uh, uh, loans from Russian oligarchs and say, I've got nothing to do with Russia. He, he can spot a mark when he sees one. Right. But he's not as good at—he doesn't understand that if sales don't actually materialize, as we've seen with a lot of his projects— they go bankrupt, and he knows all about bankruptcy. That could should concern all Americans. And when you find out, okay, I don't buy baby shoes anymore, but there are lots of families out there that are, are going to be paying a lot more for things like sh- shoes, clothing apparel. Um, we've discovered with this war against Huawei that they— Uh, buy a lot of American technology, computer chips and whatnot. So there are many American multinational corporations that are not going to benefit from this uh, continued tariff trade war. And I think it's even unclear at this point whether uh, China will ever even buy any more soybeans. They've been making deals with Mm -hmm. Brazil. And there have been pictures of the Brazilian rainforest being chopped down by Bolisaro, uh to put in more soybean fields. China doesn't care about that. They don't. Uh, global warming is not a Chinese hoax, by the way. It is a continuing global problem. You know, how amazing to see uh, pictures from Greenland showing the melting.
1: Ice shelf cracking.
0: The shelf off Antarctica broke mm-hmm. off last year, the size of half the size of Rhode Island, there are serious global economic problems that Donald Trump thinks he can talk his way out of. And what is occurring, actually, is a backlash against the United States. People are standing up to Trump. The Chinese are not going to be pushed around, uh, in my opinion, uh, because Donald Trump hasn't read anything about Marxist Leninist Mao Zedong thought, which is Xi Jinping is an adherent of. I don't have to agree with Xi Jinping, but I think it's appropriate to understand him. I think there's enough like and self-reliance is a big component of Chinese nationalism. Trump thinks he's the only nationalist on the right. globe. He's not. And then we have this you know rash withdrawal from INF. We have another seizure in the Persian Gulf by Iran. There are a lot of things going on that are are sort of spiraling out of control. Look at this recent appointment of of Congressman Radcliffe. You know, boy, that vetting process really worked
1: well. Well, I think he basically made the decision based on a a harsh question that was directed at uh, counsel Mueller. Yeah. And nothing else. And he <laughs> apparently had a
0: discussion with him. But, you know, it then turns out his resume is pretty – it was already slim to begin with.
1: But there are some fictional elements to it, apparently.
0: And then it, it turns out that it was the, – even the slim part was, was embellished. So, I mean, there are serious problems in the Trump management of our government at this point. The executive branch is just – it's a mess. Well, they never – really
1: had placed uh people in all the positions let whether they were qualified or not many positions remain unfilled sure uh, department after department now some might say that oh well that's one way to you know trim back the bureaucracy but no <laughs> government works and exists to serve the people if there are not people there to function in those departments and bureaus then guess what? You basically have no government. One way of looking at it is that this is all making Putin just laugh and laugh and laugh.
0: Well, right, because his main objective is something that Trump is either explicitly carrying out or inadvertently carried out. Precisely. But, I mean, look at today's Wall Street Journal. There's an article in the middle of it. I, I skim the Wall Street Journal uh, sometimes on Mondays and on the weekends before I come to the show. And there's a report in there about a two-hour argument in the White House between Mnuchin, Trump, Mulvaney, Kudlow, and Navarro about the wisdom of the Chinese tariffs. What was the argument all about? Three of the four advisors were telling Trump not to do this. Trump doesn't even listen to the very few people that are in the government. Mm -hmm. He is a one-man wrecking crew. And Peter Navarro, I've heard him do interviews over the past several months where he continues to repeat this fiction that China is paying for the tariffs, they're hurting, Americans are not paying anything, And, I mean, it's just factually incorrect. The Federal Reserve did a study that showed that the average American family last year paid $400 for the the tariffs. And these are not just tariffs on China. These are trade wars with everybody, Mm -hmm. um, except Kim (laughs) Jong-un. And, of course, you know, sanctions are being thrown around right and left. And uh, many of these international crises are just sort of percolating in the background, and you kind of wonder what the Donald unit is doing. Um, Okay, he plays golf on Saturday, and we don't hear anything from him for a day, unless, of course, you have a tragedy like El Paso. But he's usually absent from the scene until Sunday when he pops up out of his hole Smoke him out of his hole. Smoke him out of his golf hole. And he's back doing what? Tweeting, recklessly attacking people, throwing around code words, and then trying to pretend that if he says hate has no place in America, that people are going to take that seriously as a credible um unifying message from the president of the United States.
1: It's cold comfort at best. And at worst, the people who are receptive to the dog whistles and the explicit racism and hate speech just sort of shrug it off and go, well, he has to say that, you know, Yeah. they know he doesn't mean it just like we know he doesn't mean it, but they're just sort of like, well, you know, that's just something he's got to say. It's
0: part of the game. Right. And, of course, <clears throat> fun is part of the game that's going on here. Um, why on earth is a, is a website like 8-Tran eight, eight, um, or whatever it's called? Why are they? And 8, by the way, is part of this white supremacist code language. 8-8. Eight, eight. Hitler is the eighth letter in the alphabet. They've had to ban license plates in a number of states over this. Hmm. Code word 88, the number 88. Um, and that's part of the website where these uh, racist screeds are appearing and being regurgitated. 15 million people globally reading this garbage. Um, why is the United States even allowing that? You know, the, oh, free speech. Like, no, this is the assaults are not free speech. Right. If you threaten people over the Internet or even on the phone, you can be arrested for assault. Assault is a threat. Mm -hmm. And this country has lost all perspective. It's my understanding that this morning there was a a Republican female congressman from Ohio that blamed the shooting in Dayton on, quote, drag queens, homosexuals, and single-parenthood. You know, that the, it was the decline of traditional marriage that caused this. That makes zero sense. And we, I mean, look, we, we don't have all the facts about this this guy. Uh, he, he definitely sounds disturbed to me. me- mental illness, yes. Uh, that probably did play a role in here. But why is he allowed to buy a gun? A question mark. And why does this keep continuing? Why is there no action? And that, I think, is unfortunately not going to happen um, as long as this culture of violence uh, in America is promoted. You know, I saw an amazing Harper's Index a couple months ago about the number of shootings that these superheroes do in the movies. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. the Avenger movie and mm-hmm. Iron Man and whatever. And they tend to shoot 28 times more bullets than the bad guys. Okay. Well, as Julian Castro pointed out in Walmart, where were the good guys with the guns? Yeah, that's a point I was going to
1: make as well. Yeah. <laughs> when, when there was a church shooting in Texas, Ted Cruz was slobbering and falling all over himself to say, well, in Texas, we know what to do. We chased him down. There were some good Texans there with guns, and they chased that guy down with a truck. And they ran him off the road, and they shot him. That's what you get if you shoot people at a church in Texas. Well, here's an idea: maybe nobody should shoot anybody.
0: Period. Period. And these are public spaces. When we have, look, the the gun violence in America is is complicated. You know, two thirds of the gun deaths are actually suicides. Most of the gun deaths are. Uh, you know, crime-oriented incidents—they're not mass shootings, but there have been 255 mass shootings this year. 255, like about one a day. These are public spaces. This is this is this is an attack on America. Really. Indeed. I mean, this is the if you invasion, think about it.
1: If, if you're going to talk about refugees trying to uh, get you know lawful, orderly access to apply for the refugee process, if you're going to refer to them as invaders and, you know, turn this blind eye to, this is an attack on America. It this is. is It's organized, it's systematic, it's this white nationalist network, and let's face it, you know, they've always been there. The Internet has sort of given them space to flourish, and the complete disregard exhibited by the modern Republican Party for basic tenets of well-being, I mean, maybe their uh, interest in mental illness springs from uh, something
0: within. Well, look at some of the venues where where some of these shootings have occurred while Trump's been president. A synagogue. Uh, the Charleston shooting happened when Obama was president, but that was a racist attack against worshipers, mm-hmm. against people that are reading the Bible, and what is it? What is the Republican response? Oh, uh, we, we can't do that. We that's the Second Amendment is sacred.
1: Well, I mean, the the people who were shot down in the church, their uh, rights uh, of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness and to worship in the place of their choice are irrelevant to people who are so, you know, extremely obsessed with the Second Amendment.
0: You know, we have we have had several school shootings. We've had Walmart, okay. That's a it's a public place where people are out and about. I personally have never bought anything at Walmart. I can yeah, probably are,
1: like probably say that. Like some eighty yeah. year old lady gets gunned down at Walmart. She's buying back to school stuff for her grandkid or something. What the hell? Yeah. What kind of person thinks that I'm making a
0: statement by killing these random Old people and kids, and ironically, on that particular weekend, that Walmart may have been actually more crowded than usual because of the tariffs. Indeed, you
1: know? yeah, there was a tax-free sale there going on. If if and you so, can
0: yeah. kind of beat the tariff, because uh, it, it it doesn't go into effect till September first, you know, it actually might spur <laughs> retail sales a little bit. And of course, we saw a very uh, weak jobs report come out over the weekend uh that certainly doesn't help donald trump's uh, arguments about how the economy is booming after they revise two more months downward uh and manufacturing is clearly uh weakening as as actually as as is the retail well stocks have dropped uh for the sixth straight session yeah and that's the correction and that's global by the way that that's international money um Paul Krugman, by the way, had an outstanding piece a couple of weeks ago about how the tax cuts that Trump actually gave out didn't help American corporations much, it gave them more money. So Which they, they buy
1: stock back with exactly. rather
0: than— So that they can artificially up their stock value, mm-hmm. and many of them are compensated by stock— uh, uh, benefits, but it it's also a, a massive giveaway to foreign corporations that that do the same thing. Um, and Krugman is pointing out this 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 is a massive tax giveaway to foreigners. That Trump, of course, is excoriating in other situations daily on the on the campaign trail and these rallies. This is a guy, by the way, that just two weeks ago went to a. A QAnon convention in in Washington, the the week that he was attacking the congresswomen uh, from uh, the, you know the squad, mm-hmm. they had some right wing alt media thing in Washington, and Trump gave him a pep talk. Told